To Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and your host who loves rewatching movies. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer, who is a one and done kind of movie viewer. And today, we are giving a second chance to 2014's Edge of Tomorrow, or also known as Live, die, repeat. When you said Edge of Tomorrow, I first said, wait, what? That's, I don't think that's the title of the movie anymore. I am still calling it Edge of Tomorrow, but it, I guess it's technically it Live, Die, Repeat. But everything, like... We'll, we'll get into it. It's confusing. Its official name is Edge of Tomorrow. Because of all the posters of the movie that were way bigger of live die repeat just confused the entire audience of like what movie am i seeing they the producers of the studios just like no no no, the movie's edge of tomorrow but like the dvd huge live die repeat and even on the side of the like the spine live die repeat edge of tomorrow is really tiny for those of you already confused edge of tomorrow is a tom cruise vehicle spoiler alert we're gonna be talking about this movie so if you haven't watched it we're gonna be talking about it for those of you who do not remember what it's about and for those of you who have no idea what it's about let me read its synopsis a soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again the day restarting every time he dies uh yeah, I mean, I That's think it. the the one thing I would maybe tweak is, like, gets to relive, because it's, like, it's that makes it sound like it's, like, a fun choice, and it's not, like, cool, I get to redo this day over and over. It's more like, I need to get out of this time loop, like, what is happening kind of vibe. It is very big Groundhog Day yes. vibes with repeating the same day over and over, but with, like, the sci-fi twists, which, I mean, I guess... Time loop every day is a science fiction, um, but this has aliens and action. Yes, in it. so it's it's pretty wild. We chose this movie uh, because Top Gun Maverick is coming out. We wanted to do a Tom Cruise movie, and he doesn't have too many stinkers in the bunch. Um, I mean, he he has a couple, but not not too many. This to me wasn't really a stinker, especially because like Rotten Tomatoes scores was super high up there. But I feel like this is one of those movies that flew under everyone's radar. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's sort of interesting about this movie is that critics love this movie. So many, and pretty much anyone who's seen it really likes it. Um, but the box office numbers were horrible. They made $100 million, which sounds like a lot of money, but the budget was $172 million. 
And so they didn't even make their full production budget back. And that doesn't even count for, like, the marketing budget. Which, like, if you remember when this movie came out, there were ads, there were posters, there was, like, it was in your face. So that marketing budget had to have been a lot. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, $100 million didn't cut it. It was a box office kind of failure. Um, and you're right, it does fly under the radar, too. It's kind of forgotten. So yeah, we wanted to, to see what was happening here. Uh, it's probably a name change really confused everyone. I feel like they were trying to like get more people to see it with the name change, and I think it kind of backfired a little bit. Before we get into Edge of Tomorrow, we decided we're going to talk about our first chances with things we've watched this week. So, Jessica, is there anything you've given a first chance to this week? What's new? What's new in the life of viewing for you? So, I have watched two new shows. One of which I watched the whole first season, and that was Severance. Um, my boyfriend and I decided we really wanted to watch it, so we got three free months of Apple TV, which you can get if you have a PlayStation. So if you have a PlayStation, I don't know how that works exactly. He set it up, but you get three free months. And it's really interesting. It's really unique and quirky and sort of unlike any other show I've seen before. Uh, we blew through the first season, the season finale... Uh, was really intense and ended on sort of an interesting note. Uh, so I've heard so many people rave about this show, and I think that is absolutely accurate. It is really cool, really incredible, really well done. So I would say get the free three months to watch Severance. And then another show I've been watching is Under the Banner of Heaven, starring Andrew Garfield. He was a big draw to watching it. I really enjoy him. And the show itself is so intense. Uh, the storyline is about a crime that really hits close to home to this detective. I don't want to give too much away, but the acting is incredible. It's one of those shows where, for me, like I am fully locked into it. A lot of the time when I'm watching something, I'll look at my phone or maybe I'll be on my computer while watching it. But with Under the Banner of Heaven, like I'm zeroed in and I am all in, and it's a wild ride every time. It's like, I think it's going to be seven episodes. I've only been on episode three. It's like beyond a miniseries. It is like a seven-hour movie that and each hour drops a week. It's unbelievable. So if you can stomach, like, really intense mysteries, go watch it. Oh, so good. Well, um, two things I've watched uh, this week that, that are new. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers uh, with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Uh, I was a huge fan of Chippendales when I was little. Getting remade, like a reboot, I don't know how you want to label this. Um, it, was, it was so much fun because uh, they got like a different personality because they played the actors that played them. The Like the show was a show itself. Oh, okay. A few of the cartoons have gone missing. And so when one of their closer friends goes missing... They have a personal, like, we gotta re-team up, even though we've been decades apart from each other. Let's re-team up and solve this case. It's really adorable. Um, the other big thing I've been watching is season 42 of Survivor. <laughs> You've been on a Survivor kick lately. I tricked the wife into watching it, and now we're both hooked. 
and the season 42 is the most current season and we are at the time of recording this episode we have one more episode the next episode is the season finale so i think they're in the final five or four right now and um we're gonna crown a winner next one so i'm excited it's been such a fun season mostly because they all get along really well there's only like one i want to say character because it's not they're not characters they're human beings (laughs) there's one contestant that i just don't think deserves it but then everyone else does you can kind of tell they're just bringing them on for the ride but my favorite contestant already got voted out who is your favorite drea she's just like smart and tactical but that's essentially why you put a big target on your back when you're awesome (laughs) well now that we've wrapped up our new segment first chances let's get into some reviews let's get into some positive reviews so i have one to start us off kevin marr with the times uk said the smartest blockbuster of this summer season or perhaps any summer season what also came out that summer? I don't know. That's a good question. What do we got? Who oh, guys. We had Godzilla. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't that smart. That was just okay. Um, it had good moments. We had Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which may be the best of that okay. trilogy. It is really good. We also had Transformers Age of Extinction. Melissa McCarthy's Tammy. That didn't go well. A Million Ways to Die in the West. that was, like, notoriously a huge bomb and awful, right? Man, this seems like a year we should return to. Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. That was disappointing. Purge Anarchy. Which one was... Was that the second one? That was just tight. I don't know. It was one of them. I've seen all of them. I like the Purge movies. (laughs) X-Men Days of Future Past. That was good. That was a fun one. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, yeah, I would say out of that list, it may be the smartest blockbuster. Nathalia Ariani of San Diego Entertainer. Edge of Tomorrow is entertaining from start to finish to start to finish to start to finish. Ah, I see what you did there. I like that. David Hagland with Slate said, This is a movie about Tom Cruise working very, very hard to please the world. I I mean, I think Tom Cruise does work very, very hard to uh, entertain the world, for sure. Of course. he's. I feel like he's one of those actors that really puts on the line, foolishly being his own stunt person, but like, if he can do it and he wants to, let him do it, because he makes a hell of a yeah. movie. Yeah. He... he I will say the one thing about I really like about Tom Cruise is that he puts it all in. He makes sure that the movie is going to be as good as it possibly can be. He really does. I mean, I have uh, conflicting feelings about Tom Cruise, but when it comes to like his professional work, I have a lot of admiration for the man. I like he has pushed stunt work not just for actors but for people like he's pushed the limit of where we could go i mean just look at the mission impossible movies and what he's doing in those it's insane and i think too like he 
he is such a fan of movies as well, and I think he really emulates that within his own work, which as a movie fan myself, I really respect. And I know that like he also studies film constantly and has said before that he tries to watch a movie a day to keep learning from the craft. And that's something I just think is really cool. I also try to watch a movie a day, but it really doesn't do me any good. <laughs> yeah, he does work very, very hard to please the world, but in a in a fun, entertaining way. Speaking of fun and entertaining, <gasps> Nell Minow of Movie Mom. Oh, boy. Director Lyman deftly plays the rinse and repeat familiarity for both us and Cage, that's Tom Cruise's character, as comedy and as thriller as needed. Uh, yeah, I think, um, there's not, like, a ton of comedic moments, but there are definitely some, and they stick out when they come, and they're entertaining, so I do, I do think that we're blending a lot of different components of different genres within this one movie, and it works. Lori Hoffman, Atlantic City Weekly. Blunt makes us believe utterly in her fierce warrior mindset and her physical skills and Cruz has a blast transforming his helpless coward into a mean fighting machine i will say both of these leads kill it yeah um i really like her as this like warrior chick that had like this history of being number like she is like the one everyone looks up to in what no one knows is it's because she had the power to relive every day. And so she has essentially what we get to see him do is she knows what's coming so she can make all the moves Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, And she plays it really well. I also like that Tom Cruise starts off as like a bumbling smarmy idiot. Um, It's very rare. We kind of get to see him play that. And so I thought it was a lot of fun watching that. Two trivia fun facts that IMDb had. Uh, director Doug Lyman wanted to do the film because it showed a role that Tom Cruise hadn't done yet. Someone very bad at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we never see this. So um, I like that Tom Cruise and his like, I've, you know, he's been this huge action star for us for decades, plays a guy who's not very good at the action, but then has to learn it. And then he gets to the point where we know, oh yeah. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Yeah, I think it's fun. Whereas uh, there's some, like, modern-day movie, um, I don't know if I even want to call them actors, but, like, stars that have contracts where they can't lose a fight. Right. And so, like, when I go see a movie with them, I know, like, well, there's no chance that they're going to lose. The suspense is out for me. Whereas other actors know, like, fuck, if I die in this you don't know if I'm going to die in anything. Like, yeah, then you're on the edge of your seat. Way more entertaining that way, for sure. One thing I think is really neat, trivia fact I read about Emily Blunt's character, Rita, uh, it's never stated in the movie, but in the manga, the reason why Rita uses a melee weapon is because during her resets, she would often run out of ammo, which resulted in her deaths. So it's easier just to have that weapon that's always ready to go and kill. And I thought that's really cool because I always thought it was. It looks awesome that she has this giant like metal mm-hmm. sword thing. Peter Travers with the Rolling Stone. It shouldn't work. A human versus alien epic that keeps repeating the same scene over and over again. 
as if the comic tilt of Groundhog Day had turned suddenly dangerous. But Edge of Tomorrow will keep you on edge. I don't understand why he thinks he... This concept wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's been proven that uh, time loop movies do work. <laughs> they fucking work. Alright, well, it's that point in the reviews where we gotta start shitting on Edge of Tomorrow. Somehow. Some people did not like this movie. Very few, but some. And let's hear what they had to say. Right off the bat, Camilla Long of Sunday Times UK. It is impossible to say how exhausting this film is. By the fourth battle, I was gibbering. <laughs> Only the fourth battle? Oh my god, she must have been miserable the rest of the movie. <laughs> we have to watch this again? It's the concept. He has to relive it, and it's going to be different each time. That montage in the middle must have destroyed her life. Joe Williams with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch said, Edge of Tomorrow has neither an edge nor a vision of tomorrow that matters today. <laughs> it's such a dumb review. J.R. Jones of Chicago Reader. Edge of Tomorrow is a decent time waster, but if you're the sort of person who watches a movie every day, you should probably look for something better. Oh. <laughs> so I will, I will say I do agree with that first part, because we have talked about on the show that, like, the best movies are an hour and 30 minutes. That's my jam. The 90-minute movie mark, great. This was, like, two hours, a little over two hours. And I gotta say, it flew by. I But I was engaged with it. I was really into it. So, like, halfway through, I was like, whoa, I'm already, like, halfway through this movie. I've been in it. So, I mean, it does kill a lot of time really fast. Uh, Based off your comment right there, Charles... Koplinski of Illinois Times. There's no question that Doug Lyman's Edge of Tomorrow is a, is a solid one hour and 40 minute movie. Too bad it runs one hour and 53 <laughs> minutes. Are you really complaining about 13 extra minutes? I honestly don't know what I would cut. Yeah. Because I think the repeating of days is, is right. essential for the concept. Right. right. Um, to see him like learn from everything yeah. and then like each like i don't know each like 20 or 30 minutes we get a long ass scene of like i've already done this like uh x amount of times holy shit i'm i just need yeah. to go and i would argue too that like as the repeating happens i find it to be more interesting and fun like i think this movie handles the repetition really, really well. It doesn't get stale at all for me. Because uh, you write something is a little different, or his attitude is a little different, or I like the ways to that, like, he fucks up and just resets and, like, dies. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's fun. Perry Nemiroff from Shakya.com said, Vicious aliens, wicked combat, and Tom Cruise charm are all good fun, but... What's the point when the story makes no sense? Now, I'm half divided yeah. on this. Um, I'm at one part thinking you should have read that in some Boston accent since they described it as <laughs> wicked combat. I'm not going to try and it. Nope, not going to do it. Vicious aliens, <laughs> wicked combat, Tom Cruise, Chum, all good fun. What's the point when the story don't make no sense? 
there's a part of me that does agree. Like, I'm I'm kind of lost and confused about what is going on yeah. with aliens, but I also don't give a shit. So I am like that too. I was actually sort of hoping that you would be able to give me some more information because when they're okay. describing, like, I was really into this time loop concept. And I was sort of looking forward to, like, finding out what's going on. I was interested in that. And then when it's described, it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, I don't get this. Am I stupid? Like, what? And I sort of wish that we had... Like, I very rarely like when movies are dumbed down for the audience. Like, I like a movie that trusts its audience to follow. But this was a case where I wanted them to treat me like... I was dumb and I needed an explanation further because when it's described, I'm like, I think I get this, but I don't know if I understand this. So after we read these reviews, we can be stupid together. Okay, great. I'd like to, I mean, I don't really need to know, I'd like but to I'd know, like to know. But you're totally right. Like, I still enjoyed it without knowing. So, eh. Renee Rodriguez with My- Miami Herald said... Why do invading extraterrestrials always bring with them the single thing that can wipe them out? Couldn't they have hit it on Jupiter or something? Um, yeah, kind of, but like, I think for their weapon to be utilized at its maximum capacity, you'd have to be close to it, because like, Ugh, we have to reset the fucking clock, but we have to make that trip from Jupiter. So, hopefully from Jupiter to Earth, we don't get hurt. True. They also were, I think, like, a they crash-landed on Earth. There wasn't, like, I don't think it was Yeah, deliberate. I think you're right. I don't think it was purposeful. They just crashed, and they were like, well, let's fuck everything up. <laughs> While we're here, let's destroy it. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that's everyone's first time with it. What did you think of this movie? So, overall, I did enjoy it. I did find it to be entertaining and, uh, like, engrossing, I would say. Uh, it's It does have such... It, it, it does have, like, a unique sci-fi journey to it that kind of grabs you and wants you want to be on that ride and, and enjoy it. I do want to, like, just right off the bat kind of get the elephant in the room out of the way and talk about the man himself, Tom Cruise, because I do feel like with any sort of blockbuster he's in, he is obviously a huge component to it, more so than, like, I find other uh, actors or blockbuster stars to be. There's just something about him that when he's in a movie, you know it's a Tom Cruise movie, which isn't, I'm not saying is a bad thing. I just think that that's something I obviously noticed. Like, I, you're in the journey with Cruz, you know? He is the driving force behind whatever movie yeah. he's in. He's, he's typically never second banana. No, right. And, like, he has had some supporting roles, obviously, throughout the years. And it, they're fun when he does them. But, like, yeah, when he's the lead, you kind of... You, you kind of know the vibe it's most likely going to be and how he's going to be. And, like, we talked about during the reviews, like, this was a little bit different where his character at the beginning is super incompetent, and that was really fun. But, like, then he kind of gets to where you typically see him. It was really fun to kind of watch him, his character, 
you know, struggling to walk in the exoskeleton, like, uh, he just being terrified and trying to get out of fighting, like, not into it. Like, that was a really fun little uh, side to time because we don't get to see. But I just, I like I said, I have a lot of mixed feelings about him. We don't need to get into his personal life here, but there's some darkness in that. But when it comes to his profession, he is one of the very, very few, very, 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 very few people that I can actually separate the art from the artist, as they say. And I would be easy to, like, shut down the part of him that I do like if I have to. But, like, there, there is what I find to be really interesting about Tom Cruise in general is that he has a certain charisma to him and likability to him that makes it really easy to forget how weird he is in real life and makes it easy for you to enjoy him in a movie. Um, and I think that that's what's worked for him for so long is just his his vibe that he portrays. There's something about it that you like. Um, Watching this for the third time, uh, it's... It's still exciting. Is it my favorite action movie of all time? Not even close. But it's not one that I'm opposed to ever watching. Like, if it's like... It is fun. Yeah. Visually, creatively, and the things I remembered going into it were... He gets accidentally drafted or purposely drafted, however we want to phrase it. Um, He stumbles in combat, kills a special alien... That when it's blood melts into him, he gets to relive every day when he dies. And so, and then he keeps reliving it to figure out kind of like a pathway of like, what is the way we beat these aliens with the knowledge I already have? And so I think the concept is really wild, pretty fun, especially because like we get a lot of these like deja vu Groundhog Day movies that, you know, every time they find a new like twist on it. I'm always game for it. I think the idea of the time loop is a lot of fun. Especially when we get a fun idea for it and it plays well. Yeah, I agree. And I think that this movie does the time loop stuff really well in that it's always fresh and exciting. Um, There's a montage that we get of him training kind of like midway through the movie. And it's honestly one of the most exciting montages I've seen in an action movie. It, it feels like this is exactly how montages should be, where it progresses the story and it's, you know, repetitive, but like in a fun and exciting way almost. Like it's not one of those movies where it's just like the loop just kind of gets to be like, okay, I, I get it. Like I get it. He's stuck in time. Like everything's a little different. The way he handles himself is a little different. The people around him, like, I I really do like it. And I do think it is kind of difficult to, like, keep a loop fun and exciting and engaging. But this movie definitely does that. All right. So I'm going to give you a few time loop movies. And you tell me. Okay. I already know which one my favorite one is. I'm going to save what I think it is for last. Because it would be mine. Um, source code. Never saw it. Have no opinion. I don't remember it. Uh, so it gets a. I'd rather edge of tomorrow. That's our scale. Would you? Would you edge of tomorrow or this? Okay. Happy Death Day. That's my favorite. Plus plus plus. I'd rather watch that than Edge of Tomorrow. Another kind of time loop movie. Looper. Oh oh god! I haven't seen Looper in a long time. 
It's not the repetitive time loop. Right. Oh, man. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in quite a long time. So, I don't know. Um, Groundhog Day. The original time loop that we all compare it to. We all, any, if there's a time loop, it is Groundhog's Day plus whatever the movie's doing. Um, I would say I like Edge of Tomorrow better. I'd rather watch Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And then the one I really enjoyed, Palm Springs. Oh, I did enjoy that. Palm Springs is a lot of fun. Is that your favorite time loop movie? As currently, yeah. Okay. I think that's, I like there are two leads a lot, Sandberg and Milani. And I like that, like, it takes place like a wedding. Um, more than one person get caught in the time loop, so they're experiencing it together. And just whenever the second person dies or goes to sleep, then they wake up together. So I, I like that. One thing I will say that I also like about this movie in the time loop is that, like, you kind of were just sitting with uh, Palm Springs... Uh, Emily Blunt's character is not like in the time loop with us, but she has experienced it and can yeah. give advice and like help him handle it and figure out how to like beat the aliens. And I do like that, that it's not one of those movies where Tom Cruise is just constantly like, you guys won't believe this, but I'm stuck in a time loop and no one believes him. Um, okay, so let's address the confusion in the room. Okay. I don't know if I understand why the time loop is happening. I think I do. So, like, okay. So there's a big alien that controls time called the Omega. Okay. Correct? Right? Yeah? I don't understand (laughs) if it's an alien itself or just a sphere. I don't know if the sphere is, like, knowledgeable. (laughs) I just know there's this... Thing. Round, circular thing. Okay. Referred to as the Omega, which needs to be blown up for this time loop to stop. Uh, yes, and there are these like little aliens, kind of like what you were saying, attached to it called the alphas. And if you get like the if you kill one or if you get the blood of them, so I'm gonna just tweak what you said. Okay, help me. Yeah, it's like one in a million. Or oh, so. okay. The the blue ones, the alphas, those are very very rare. Got it. Okay. So if those get killed and their blood gets into your blood. That's when you get this ability to do the, the time loop. And with that knowledge, the alien, I think, is connected with you and kind of knows your what you're doing. This is where I, I don't... I think this is where it is. They, that's, that's their... How they use this technology. Because they experienced the time loop as well, their, their knowledge is a little bit ahead of us. But they're trying to catch up to that person. So when they get as clo- super close, that's when Cruz, who has this stuff in him, he'll get um, premonitions, kind of can see their viewpoint of where the Omega is to destroy it. And so that's why they, they get the jump on humans, because like, we tricked them. They all go to the spot, and, we... and then he eventually gets another time loop thing and does it again uh okay so that part is where i got lost (laughs) also if you lose enough of blood because it's out of your blood i think just naturally you would just lose the blood once it's all out of your system you cannot time loop anymore right i do want to say right there that one thing i do like about this movie is that when it comes to like the final battle so to speak 
he has lost the ability to time loop, and so the stakes feel more real at the end. Like, if this goes wrong and he dies, he's dead. That's it. We get this big explanation by Blunt and, like, our scientist character, like, about halfway-ish through the movie. I was really hoping at some point in that scene Tom Cruise would say, like, well, you know, explain it to me in English. Like, I don't understand. So that we, the audience, could get a dumber down explanation. Yeah. Because it's very, like... Like, again, this movie trusts that the audience can just figure it out. Like, go for it. And at times I, like, think I get it. And then at other times I'm like, I did I miss something? I don't know if I get it. But I think I get it. But either way, like, if I don't get all of it, I still have a lot of fun. So whatever. I also do like that at some point within the time loop, um, he just kind of bails. He goes to a bar and is just drinking in town and is like, fuck this. I don't want any of this responsibility. And within that, we get to see a glimpse of like what could happen if the battle's lost and if we don't like complete our mission. I like that a lot because it shows what we, why we need to be doing what we're doing. So that like, Aside from, like, the time loop of it all, I think this action movie does do good things of sprinkling that throughout, so we understand what the stakes are at the end. Maybe I wasn't paying attention well enough, but I also didn't care, because the fun things I enjoyed most about this movie were the time loop portions where we see him learn and evolve Mm -hmm. with all the information he's already gotten. The only thing we dislike is we kind of confused, but we also can brush that under the rug. We just don't care enough. Yeah, that's what I would say. The only thing I... I didn't even necessarily dislike it. It's just sort of like, I don't know if I got it. And if I understood it, maybe I'd like it. I'm not sure. Um, so... Yeah. Oh, I don't need to understand it to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that is fair, too. So, uh... Would you give Edge of Tomorrow slash Live, Die, Repeat a second chance? I say yes. I I really would. I totally get why everyone who sees this movie is really into it. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It really is uh, forgotten, but, like, it's really cool. And, yeah, give it another watch. It's very, very good. This one definitely feels different and unique. I do wish more people saw it. It is sad that it's kind of remembered for being, like, not a good moneymaker and widely sort of forgotten about. But I... I like it. I say, yeah, go for it. I agree. Give it a second chance. It's definitely rewatchable, especially because, like, because it's a time loop movie, us rewatching it again feels like we've kind of been here before, but we kind of already know what we're getting into. So we get to experience what he experienced. That's right. There we go. And it's just fun action. Um, I really like the these aliens. I think they're really kind of unique looking. They have this like tremor effect that's like really just wiry and they move fast and kind of scary. Just like I wouldn't want to fight that. I would lose. This won't disappoint you. It's a pretty good one. This will do it for sure. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube if you want a visual episode. Uh, big thank you to Beatty McBeatface for our dope theme song. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, all the socials. Everything is linked in the show notes if you want to follow us. Let us know what you think. What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Is there another Tom Cruise movie that's very underrated? We want to know. Are you going to see Top Gun Maverick? 
I don't know if I am. I'll let you know. Uh, I'm going to see it. You're going to see it? I may have seen parts of the first one. So I'm not a huge, like, I don't really care about Top Gun. But it just looks awesome. It does. I just think it looks like it's filmed really well. I'm into it. I'm going to be buying, like, the Dolby Cinema ticket. I'm going to see it in the best quality as possible. All right. Yeah. It just, yeah. It looks sick. Yeah. For someone who has barely seen Top Gun, I'm super pumped for the sequel. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another Second Chance movie. Second Chance movie.